0: You believe in miracles? We got Fizzle in the house. Fizzle, what's good, man? Fizzle, glad to have you here. Let's go. This the South Harmon Podcast. Glad you're here today.
1: That Patreon link if you hit a stay. Dynasty best ball, that's my favorite way. 40 chess trade. Show let's make a trade today. Or check the AMA. You know Adam at the ATM. Mike always in the building. He gon' stay with him. They gon' start every show off with their own trade. Fantasy's a big ocean, they made their own wave. Make sure you tapping in Tuesdays and Saturdays. Tuesday night, Saturday morning. Ain't no better way. Notification bell when the news break Go subscribe right now, don't get the news late Destination, Debbie, that's the team and Dynasty football, man, that's my favorite thing I remember Biggie said it was all a dream Now people watching on their phones and computer screens Welcome to the team Welcome back in everybody to another edition of the Dynasty Fred show. show Thank you so much for joining us Hope you're enjoying the fact that we're doing two of these every single week. So many damn trades to do. Couldn't hold it all in one episode, even though the last one, uh, Adam, it's premiering tonight while we're recording this one for the future. Yep. I, I had to look at it, man. I forgot it was like an hour and like 15 minutes long. Holy hell. Yeah, uh, man. We
0: were we were talking. We were getting through them, you know?
1: Well, thanks, everybody, for tapping in. If you do us a giant favor, go down, hit that subscribe button, hit the like, and engage with us in the comments. I love talking. I love getting the feedback of what these trades are, what you guys think of them, whether they're good, whether they're bad, whether they're crazy, either way, and be sure that you're checking out the new website, southharmonff.com, the warp tool is incredible, and if you want to score some South Harmon merch, it's on there, man, I keep putting more and more up every day, trying to get the cool designs, Uh, Adam out here just hit me up with all kinds of goodies, so...
0: Uh, How you doing, buddy? I'm ready to do some more trades. I'm I'm always ready to do trades. So excited for another edition of the trade show. Uh, Like Mike said, make sure you're doing all those other things. Um, If you do want your deals featured on the show, the only other thing would be patreon.com forward slash South Harmon. Fizzle told it to you here in the intro. But if you want your deals featured on the show, that's the way to do so in the shithead trades channel. A dollar a month gets you in the door. But Mike, without further ado, Fizzle told you, let's get into the deals, man. Let's see what uh, this time we're going to take a look at mine. So, Mike, let's talk about it, man. This is in the OG shit league, all right? This is a 12-team, right. superflex best ball, start 13. So this is a team where I quarterback hoarded and just collected picks for two years, basically had them all. And these were the last two 24s I actually had, Mike. Trying to do something a little different here. So these two are projected very early. One is Roster Baiters, who, you know, making the trade with Cody, uh, one of his teams that he was good with, but I don't think that he won, and now he's like, all right, it's definitely time to re-roll this thing mellows is definitely in the conversation for early as well i sent a 24 seconds and a 25 second on top of that with quentin johnson zach charbonnet and trey lance so a lot of moving parts two projected early first a couple seconds quentin johnson charbonnet trey lance i am receiving on the other end josh allen stefan diggs gabe davis who you and i kind of dunk on but at least throws in the stack for me as well as pacheco and tyler lockett Mike, what do you think about this deal, man? A lot of moving parts. I'm curious your thoughts.
1: All right. So the biggest piece in there, obviously, Josh Allen. Um, what do you think? I mean, I think even in a best ball, he's worth every bit of three firsts. Right? I would agree. I, I don't really give a shit where they project either, right? We're talking 24. They could be anything. So, yep. Um, man. So what do you got? Two firsts on the other side. Where do you get the third one from? I, well, g- I guess I could put it on like Trey Lance, maybe. Yeah. Could, you put, I'm a, I'm could you put Charbonnet
0: guy. as a uh, as a first-round pick? Late first? Nah, no? Man, what, good Quentin good. Johnson's got to be a first-round pick, right, if you did him? Yeah. yeah. Okay. What about two firsts and Quentin Johnson then?
1: For Allen in a best-ball league, and if you projected one of them to be early, like if that's what you're banking on. Yeah. yeah. Especially because I, like I think that Mellis is, back.
0: Mellis is going to probably vary. I mean, I don't see how it's not early for his. But especially right. having your control of your own to make sure it's right. early, that guarantees you one.
1: So if, yeah, let's just do a Q J and the two first
0: for Josh Allen. Boom.
1: Okay. We can cut that part out. Yep. <laughs> uh digs for Lance and Charbonnet. I want I want the dig side? Is this okay. crazy? I like Lance too. Damn.
0: I don't think and that the, would be a horrible one, though. Diggs and uh, for, if you get Lance and Charbonnet, like, it's not a horrible value-wise right. if you're rebuilding. But obviously, right. if you're contending, you know you're not going to get the points out of those guys likely that you do with Diggs unless, right. unless Lance bounces back to tremendous heights.
1: And then, what, three options in best ball Lockett, Gabe Davis, Pacheco for a couple seconds?
0: Yep. And it's
1: probably light f- for the three pieces that you're getting, right? None of them are horrible. Lockett's actually pretty damn good especially for best ball um yeah gabe davis the stack and then pacheco i'm not like a big pacheco guy but it's just kind of whatever right I, a, I just threw him advantage.
0: in there it was kind of getting the pieces that like pacheco doesn't really help a rebuilder let's call that what it is right like i don't right. love him but at least it kind of fit the trade lock it again like he doesn't what's he going to do with Lockett other than try to trade for dc later so that's kind of the essence of the deal. I, I would say this, Mike, I, as you're grading through this, it sounds like to me you're you're leaning my side uh, versus his. Is that what I'm hearing?
1: Yeah, you got the better pieces, right? You got the two best pieces in the entire deal, right? Josh Allen and Diggs, it just happens that they're a stack.
0: Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, though, because I, this is where I guess we have to have the conversation and how much – let's say, Mike, those are early first. Let's say he can get right. his to be 101, and let's say the other one's a top three pick, too, because that's what they really project to be. Let's, let's just say for a second that we could lock them in. Obviously we can't, but let's say we could. If this is 101, like if you end up walking away with Caleb Williams and Drake May, or Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison, or, or even Drake May and Marvin Harrison, is there a scenario where that those two guys are either worth Josh Allen or that at least they could be ahead of Diggs this time next year? They would definitely be ahead of Diggs. Right. Um It's it's going to be hard to
1: reach the Josh Allen thing, right? Just well, no, because- no,
0: they're not going to go ahead of him. I just mean, like in a no. best ball, would you take those two quarterbacks, high end rookies, and and good no. quarterbacks that we project for Josh Allen? Is that enough? No. no. Okay. No. So then let's say I mean, I mean
1: we're we're having conversations right now, uh, you know, just shout out to our guy JB about what we do in specific leagues, and it's
0: mm-hmm. like, would
1: you put a first in, in fields together to go get hurts and. To be all honest, depending on the league type, yeah, it makes some sense. I don't want to do it because I believe that much in fields, but right. that's the value. I mean, when you're talking about a, a QB 8 to a QB 2 or 3, which is also the same conversation you'd be having with Josh Allen, and you're talking about adding a future first to it just generically, it isn't like you're going from Trey Lance up to, to Josh Allen, or you're going from a Kirk Cousins, or you're going from you know QB 15-ish up to QB 2. You're going from somebody who's an elite, Elite asset at quarterback already that you're trading up. So you're talking next year. I mean, Caleb Williams, Drake May, they're both phenomenal, but it's still a year out. We still don't really know how the community is going to value them. And and to just think that they're going to walk in and already be, you know, top nine, top ten, top eight QB assets without doing a damn thing in the NFL with the guys that we already have there is, is kind of asinine, you know what I mean? Like that value, it's going to take them doing something on the NFL field to be up into that tier. They're not just going to be anointed there already.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I guess – and the reason I want to have that conversation is because, like, we're looking right now, Mike, uh, Anthony Richardson, quarterback nine. Nobody even thought he'd even be close to that. Right. Like, I don't know that it's the right process, but I think the, the community the way it's currently is, like I think Caleb Williams is going to be keep trade cut quarterback seven next year next year just because people are crazy you got you got a rich at nine you got bryce young and and stroud like at 10 and 11 now like caleb williams unless he gets hurt i think is people are going to be creaming over him uh marvin harrison jr is going to be going crazy high in the wide receiver conversation like i can guarantee you that part right like (laughs) look what we're doing with jsn and he we know he's not marvin harrison as a prospect so the reason i wanted to say all that and the the 24 second i think here if you can control it make it early as well I I think I got the best. I like I like my end of the deal obviously but yes. like if here's the other thing about it right so let me just ask you this Mike if you said the 224 early ones are light for Allen let's just say that we we start there mm-hmm. but it's it's better on my side at that point so at that point then Quentin Johnson and Trey Lance for Stephon Diggs is that is that a different conversation for you than Charbonne and Lance let's say. Quentin johnson and and lance for Diggs.
1: yeah that's much in a best ball and much better yeah, right it's, it's much
0: better yeah and then okay so then i would say charbonnet over pacheco or at least yeah. even right yeah yeah over okay and then i would say an early second over gabe davis oh for sure and then i would say you know 25 second versus Lockett, maybe you aren't losing, maybe you aren't winning that one, but like a second for Lockett is basically what you're trying to get out of him if you're rebuilding, right? Right, right. So I think if you do it that way, I'm not even going to say that it makes it where he's winning, but I think it's it's closer when you kind of break it down the way that I'm looking at it there. I will say this, the other big part of it, Mike, is he's, I obviously want Josh Allen, but he obviously needs to rebuild and I have his picks. That's part of the problem when you have someone has your picks and you want to rebuild. You have the leverage. The other person has the leverage. So I, I like my deal better. I like my side better, but I also think given the leverage, Cody didn't do horrible, man, personally. He but. didn't
1: he okay, yes. He didn't do horrible. But there's no scenario where I look at it and I go, I want his side over yours. So if
0: someone had you buy the balls here, is this a trade you would make and kinda of lose it yeah. to get the rebuild going? Okay. No. Fair enough.
1: No, you got my picks, Adam. Like if you had my picks
0: here in this situation, I still have Josh
1: Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. Like I'm just gonna figure out a way. To keep it going for another year. Right? Okay. Because I want to hurt you. I want to punish you. You have my pick. I ain't letting you out off the hook. Right. But a lot of people can't do it. They're like, I got to rebuild. I got to go. I got I to gotta do this right now. You don't have to. I guess the you difference, too, to. is. I could piece together some dog shit and just try to hold for variance <laughs> for another year. I was going to say. Allen, Stephon Diggs, Tyler Lockett, Pacheco, like what he actually had on his team. He could have made it work. Now, is he going to win a title or is he locked in? Probably not. Um, but. Is he gonna make that pick the 108, the 109 next year and now it doesn't look as good for you? Yeah. 100 percent
0: I think that's the other thing. You I don't think you even when you screw up a best ball roster probably have had it where like you have a lot of holes. The way this league is right now, I don't I don't even think if he was like to try to get crusty, given that he doesn't have picks, that he's guaranteed to even make the playoffs. So I think that's probably what made it a little tougher. Um where you probably have a lot more builds where you're like, you know what, man, F it. Like I'm gonna get to the playoffs and i'm gonna see what happens and i'm just not gonna i'm not gonna do this to go retool so um probably some little variances there let us know what you think of the deal i know people don't want us to talk about it too much so i i, I think i like my side of the deal better and i think at this point now my like getting a josh allen makes my team go from the rebuild it was in to all the trades plus this and now now we're ready and uh
1: you're ready to rock and roll. Yeah, I'm ready Yeah, you got a good spot one. in there. And this is the one for people who follow our content. This is one where you just had a ridiculous amount of, of picks, right? And you're yeah. getting shit forever about, oh, you can't even roster all these picks that you have, blah, 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 blah. And now you have a juggernaut. Now juggernaut's going to be contended because you still do have a lot of youthful pieces on it that are going to play key roles. And, you know, we'll see whether or not you get one or two of those guys to pop. Then, yes. If they don't, then you're just kind of – you're a playoff team, but it's – We'll see where you're at on it. But yeah. you've turned it around from being absolutely horribly dog shit to now like, damn, Adam Adam flipped the script on this one real quick.
0: Yeah. I'm, I am I think, honestly, it's my best assembled team so far. But uh, we'll see. You never know. With a lot of the young pieces, you can't guarantee uh, roles for them as far as like contending goes. Uh, so
1: You know, having an entire draft class helps sometimes.
0: Sometimes. You know, it, it, it can at least. Uh, all right. Let's get into another one, Mike. Evan Ringler. Uh, 10 team Superflex PPR lineup start 11. okay so Evan Ringler's receiving the 209 which becomes Kendra Miller and the 504. Uh, he's sending away his 301 and 406. So the 301 becomes Jonathan Mingo and wow. then 406 is like the 406 and 504 is the difference. So essentially he had this 301, right? He trades up the 209 because he sees Kendra Miller there, gives up the 301. 301 becomes Jonathan Mingo. So let me ask you this. Uh, Is there any difference for you? Does it even matter in the deal, the difference in 406 to 504 when you're looking at Kendra versus Mingo? No. No.
1: He went and got his guy, and we had uh, Debro on for the AMA, and he was talking about how easy it was to trade up in this class, right, and all over the place. And we kind of had a nice long discussion just about how the values seem to differ like after 109. Like from there on out, you can see guys go all over the map. The fact Kendra slipped to the 209, I know it's a 10-team league, it's still crazy to me, and good on Evan for recognizing and going like, man, I there's no way he should be available here. Let me go ahead and, just, you know, I'll give you the 301. It's a couple picks later, and I don't even really care about the fifth and the fourth swap. It's ancillary. I I would have tossed in my fourth just for shits and giggles. I didn't even need the fifth back. You know what I mean? Like, here you go. This is what this is what the crux of the deal is. You, you want that extra fourth, by all means, you have it. I want to go get my guy. So I like the fact you moved up for him. I think the crazy thing, though, is the value on Mingo is also all over the place because that's also a guy who sometimes goes in the early part of the second round. But maybe the fact that it's a 10-team, it's a lineup, it's a start 11, like those type of receivers don't carry as much weight because you just don't feel as good about starting them. So I can see why maybe he was slipping. In this case, definitely I I want Kendra in just about any format over Mingo, but in a 10-team league like this, if he was falling to the 209, very, very, very heady move to just – hey do what it takes to go up and get him the the fact that he had a fifth back is just kind of wild like yeah eh, i need i need something man i Thank almost wish
0: we that. had the names here uh like what 406 and 504 became just so that people could get context on like i don't know man by the mid-fourth in this class it's just it's dart range um you're probably not going to keep either one of these guys in a lineup, start 11 where there's only 10 teams yeah. per, per like being completely honest. I think the big thing here you, you mentioned at the end, Mike, is uh, when you look at the format, right? So it's a 10 team league and we're starting 11 in the lineup. I'm very iffy on Mingo if I'm being completely honest. Like I understand the draft capital is great. I understand the profile as far as athleticism is great. Right. And the opportunity share he has is great, but man, I've seen that type of a player in that role and that mold that I've, bought into before burn me. Denzel Mims is the primary one, but there's other guys where it's like, Man, I really believed and then what am I left with? Uh hopes and nothing. prayers and dreams and nothing. Right. I would say this, especially in this format, you already kinda touched on it, but like the running back of Kendra Miller and what he could become, I much I would much rather bet on that in this range than I would on Mingo. Um what is interesting though is like if you would have stayed, like I wouldn't hate Mingo just for value. You might maybe you could make a trade with a guy like him in this league. But I do like securing uh, Kendra Miller in any draft, in any format. And in this one especially, give me him over Mango. So I'm with you. Um, Evan Ringler, I think, wins that one, man. Oh, he killed it. But it was heady, ah. though. I, I like that it was very heady. I think you already touched yes. on that as well. All right. Mike, Prevera2323, uh, blacking out names. Come on, man. Let, let let us see who you got over on. Let us Name see. and shame, man. Yeah, man. You, you know, it's like you're putting a uh, sensor over the guy you dunked on, so you can't see it. Like, you know, he, I don't have his permission to tell you. But Stafford and Kirk. For a twenty-four second and a 24-third. I mean, this is just—I know, I do know why you put the blackout over the name now uh, when you read through the trade. But, because Mike, here's the thing: I, a single second for Kirk is too light, period. Yes. Even in lineup start nine, too light. Yes. Lineup start nine. If you don't want to give up a full first, I can understand it. I'm more in on Kirk than probably most people are. Like I still want him, even in lineup start nine. But. Like if you told me something if you do, if you even told me you wanted to get out of that business for two seconds, or you could get a first or something, cool. But you're getting one second there, and then lineup start nine. Like I, I Stafford's so all well over the place. If I have him on my team as a quarterback three, I'm fine. I'm not going to move him at crazy values. And if I can buy for a third, Mike, I'm telling you right now, I'll buy for a third in any lineup start nine league every time, every, every, every single, single time, guaranteed three hundred one. It's it's uh, there's there's no way, no chance,
1: man. Every single time. Every single time, man. Starting quarterback, even the crustiest ones go for a second. Just a random second. Right. Right. You want Jimmy G, probably cost you a second. You want Ryan Tannehill? Probably cost you a second. Matt
0: right? Ryan of old when he was about to retire. Bit right. Big Ben when he's about to retire. These guys all go for seconds, man. And Stafford isn't really as beat up and as old as those guys, if we're keeping it honest. Like I think he's there's not, a scenario where he plays another year disgusting. or two. Right. He's
1: not as disgusting. But he's okay. trending that he's, way. Yes. He has some some things that make me worried about him. Right. And, uh, you know, if I can move off of him for a decent enough return, like I'm going to do it. I want to get out from him, but him at the price of a third, I would, I would buy every single share available. Like if, if yeah. you told me Matt Stafford only cost me a third in any of the leagues I have, cause they're all super flex leagues. I would have said, I'll have a hundred percent roster ship of Matt Stafford. Then at a third, I'm willing to find out because we see these super, super shitty quarterbacks super shitty ones in season you know the david blouse of the world the colt mccoy is when they're getting the start the uh, jared stidham's the mike whites these dudes go for thirds so uh yeah i will take the matt stafford thing all day and and you you hit it on the head i don't know if a lot of people really want to pay a first for christian kirk i think he's he's worth it um but he's at least an early second for me and and however you slice it he's worth more than just a generic random second in the future
0: right. Right. And and this is the other thing, too. Like, I'm seeing Prevera make this trade, right? And this is a young XPR in our our, uh, Discord. Those are his picks. Like, if those are late, I mean, like, you got to send me, I I think, period, you got to send me two seconds if I'm rebuilding on Kirk, something like that in value, right? A down tier receiver, even something in a second. But even then, even if we added a second to the deal, there's no chance I'm, I don't care. I'm not selling Stafford for a third. in this line. Lineup start nine. Come on, man. Just no Um, criminal stuff. Criminal stuff uh, here to start the trade show. All right. Dalton Kincaid is back, man. T-Rock. Mike, this is a league we're in. I believe this is shit auction three. Uh, It is a 12 team, two quarterback, two tight end. That is a big part of this deal. PPR best ball, 1.75 tight end premium. So Mike, 12 team. Uh, I believe we're starting 12. I should have put that in the settings. Um, Do you have it up?
1: No. I I don't know where we're starting. I think it's 12, though. I believe it's
0: 12. So 12 team, two quarterback, two tight end, PPR, best ball, 1.75 tight end premium. Mike, here's the thing about this one that makes it interesting to see. Like, I don't even know how uh, big Salmon's team is. Um, But when you're talking two tight end... The rookie euphoria stuff is still out of hand, but the two tight end market totally changes it when you also give it a meaningful tight end premium. So I'm kind of curious here, man. In that format, given the two tight ends, are you liquidating Dalton Kincaid for a generic 24?
1: Zero chance, unless I think that team is absolutely horrendous.
0: That's, I think, you know what, man? And and can I say, I think this is why everyone wants us to just rush through these trades a little faster, right? Okay, fine. I get you. You want to hear... Less of us are dumbasses talking at points. Fine. But this is why we actually do. Because if this trade setting, Mike, is 12-team, two-quarterback, uh, tight end premium PPR, one tight end start, I'm having a totally different conversation here. Like, I could yep. I could make a case for, maybe you can get more than the 24 first But at that point, if we're only starting one, yep. I understand it. When we got to start two, and the fact that Dalton Kincaid has this crazy value, even though it may be uh, superficial, right? Yes. That's, uh, that's where I think the problem for me in just taking a single 24 first. Micah, I'm curious if you had any other thoughts on this too. Uh, I'll pull up in Sleeper just to take a look at the teams as well.
1: Uh, I had to take a look at his team, and his team is actually not, not too bad, right? Uh, best ball, he does have two quarterbacks at least, so we have that going for him. Uh, Joe Burrow, Kenny Pickett, right? That's pretty much it. And nobody else is really worth mentioning at the quarterback room. So okay. red flag. But th- this is also the one. If you remember, we did the auction, and I just ended up taking like four or five quarterbacks, mm-hmm. like I always do. QB hoard. So uh, most of the league is hurting for quarterbacks. Uh, right. Running backs. He's he's rocking Eckler, Cook, Ramondre. Right. That's not bad. Uh, receivers: Chase Waddle, Garrett Wilson, Say Flowers, and then uh, tight end room was. Uh, pretty disgusting, was actually very disgusting. He's got a lot of rookies now, so he's got Schoonmaker, he's got Laporte, he's got Kincaid, really the only guys I want to mention. Everybody else, all 15 of these tight ends that he has here are, are gross. That bad? <laughs> even in a, right. Yeah, even in a – I mean, unless you're interested in Bob Tunyon, Harrison Bryant, Jody Fortson, uh, Tegan Quintori, Cantoriano, I can't even say his name. Right. Uh, that's how much he doesn't matter. Jeremy Ruckert. <laughs> right. So, Oof. I mean, we right. talked
0: we talked with uh, Debro a little bit about him, but it was basically hope and prayer type stuff, not uh, yeah, like good. valuing him as a real asset. So, yeah, I mean, uh, okay. When I look at the team, right, I mean, Chase Waddle Wilson already, um, that's nice. And just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, we're starting 12. So, man. It's. A, it's a, I'll say this. Like when I. And this is a new startup, right? So, at this point, and probably for the remainder of the first season, a lot of times the dynasty like spreadness of rebuilders and contenders isn't enough to say this team's it's, not a chance to contender.
1: It's very close together, isn't it, right after a startup? For most people, there's not a lot of people who just go full nuclear right out the gate. You know what right. I mean? And if there does, there's maybe only one guy. Everybody one, maybe else is, two, right? Everybody guy. else is like, well, this guy, he, he feels like he's going for it because he's got older guys. But this guy, look at the young guys he has on his team. You know, if this hits, this guy can really be competing too. So it's its pretty close together after coming off a startup.
0: Now, I will say for t rocks credit, Um, This guy does have a lot of young pieces, and his bench is like – I mean, the top player on his bench projected right now is Gus Edwards, right? Gus Edwards (laughs) out of the night, Jerome Ford. So, like, depth-wise, I get why you want to bet against this team. So, I guess here's the point here. Um, Process-wise, I don't think, like, in in this, I would just take a generic 24. Um, So, I I actually want to lean the other side. The the only thing I will say is if um, this ends up becoming a top-six pick – okay maybe we're having a different conversation because if you can replace like if this ends up being right. a shot at bowers or you know one of the really good running backs in this class we right that's replace Kincaid with bowers
1: and you, uh, boom, you, uh, you we went. feel better
0: yeah. right but the problem is i just today i don't know that that's going to be a sure thing and if it's not i think i could probably actually move Kincaid for something else more or different or just hold him even in a two tight end league like i'm not as as panicked to move off of these guys and i need bodies at tight end position
1: so i feel i feel pretty sad that i wasn't paid enough attention you know because we're in this league adam it's a two tight end league if i would have known that's all it takes was to push my 24 pick and like i feel good enough about my squad i would have done that 100 times out of 100 as well
0: yeah um this is man it makes me actually think mike i paid up for uh kelsey and pitts if i would have known that i could get t-rock to let me take the 24-4 for Kincaid, I probably would have let somebody else have pits, you know? <laughs> let me right. go ahead and get. I, he's not going to score as high as pits, but I'll take Kincaid at tight end, too, and uh, Njoku as well on his team. Like, I'll be fine. I'll be good. So... We'll figure it out. Oh, well. You know, uh, T-Rocket, it, it, this also doesn't mean the trade can't work for you. Just process-wise, two tight end, I think, changes everything about this deal. Uh, is the best I, way I, I could w- describe it for everyone.
1: I will give him a shout-out, though, man. He, he's put a lot of uh, auto-accept trade blocks out there, and his prices have come back to reasonable levels, right? I know uh, Scott and Eric were talking about it on the America's Game po- process, uh, podcast where they are talking about, you know, everybody always wants to ridicule. But uh, uh, my only pushback to that is if you've ever been in a league with T-Rock and seen his auto-accept trade blocks, uh, they need to be ridiculed. But <laughs> Cause there's, he Because he finally came down to reality, and he's getting deals done.
0: So the funny part is I actually pulled – I thought this one was just the spiciest, and when I pulled it, I'm thinking this is probably a win. But he he had so many trades in there, right? None of them had settings. He put like five or six. is because he uh, adjusted his auto uh, accept trade block. But I will say this, actually. This is another thing I think that happens in portfolios that you got to be very careful of, and I'm also going to shout out our warp tool, uh, southharmonff.com slash warp. There's a tool there that can give you in all your different leagues warp and historical warp from – Years past, last year, and then when the season comes up, it'll be live time. You can pull that all up. On the auto accept trade block, and when you're looking through your leagues, right, it is important to distinguish here. Like when you're gonna put, like if you have Kincaid shares and you're gonna say, Okay, I'm gonna put him out there for a first. Okay, but make sure like the premium is not something like three premium, right? Make sure it's not two right. time ty- or two tight end starting. Cause in those type of things, right, you might wanna actually add something to that on that auto except trade block in that format so uh same thing when you're taking offers right if you're in a portfolio and you're just looking at this deal in a lot of leagues i'm probably thinking okay yeah let me get the 24 first but if i look real quick and see two tight ends uh no i don't want to do that so little nuances like that i think are actually good for the show so i'm kind of glad it worked out this way
1: yeah it's a good one to talk about
0: yep all right so uh mike let's get into another one here all right so we're looking at now um antha honcho Gets 12-team, Superflex, PPR, lineup start 11. He's getting DK Metcalf and James Cook. He's sending away A.J. Mm-hmm. Dillon and Devontae Smith, Mike. Mm-hmm. Curious your thoughts here because, you know, running back, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver. Um, some people might say it's lateral-ish. What, what's the difference? Let's start at the big pieces.
1: That that was D- my Devontae
0: initial. or DK? What are, we, what are we doing here?
1: My initial reaction out of what I saw, and I was like, Feels pretty lateral. Mm-hmm. Feels just lateral all around. But I, I will say this: there's a lot of people who like Devonte Smith, and there's a lot of people who hate DK Metcalf. Yep. So I don't know. I, I I rank them very, very, very similar. Man, they're the same tier for me. Um, I do prefer DK uh, just because I think in the realm of being a number one wide receiver. Um, He has that opportunity Now whether the the metrics actually back it up He has the build I've seen it from him in the past Um, Tyler Lockett's on the older side I know they just drafted JSN But he has that alpha ability At least in my opinion Not saying Devontae Smith doesn't But Devontae Smith has a big problem Called A.J. Brown And A.J. Brown is an alpha alpha So uh, we saw last year They can both coexist And Devontae Smith was very very good um, which is also why he's ranked very, very high. Uh, but I just I slightly prefer DK. Now I know the community might be the other way on it. And they, there might be people looking at this going, oh, no question about it. I'll take Smitty over over DK. And that, that is fair. I completely understand it. For me, I am not an A.J. Dillon fan at all. Um, I am a James Cook fan. Uh, but I do acknowledge the fact that James Cook didn't give you a whole lot last year to get like super excited about. Uh, Neither did AJ Dillon. So that part also feels very lateral back and forth. I would prefer the James Cook side. I would prefer DK Metcalf to both of those guys if I match them up one to one. But I mean, it is is razor thin, razor close. and, And I can also see a world where the community as a whole looks at the other side and go, I'd much rather have Smitty, and I'd much rather have AJ Dillon over James Cook. But also well, I think it's a personal preference one, but I want the the Anto Hunchell side t- to be honest.
0: Okay, I I would say this, um, like when I when you look at it at first, right? I look at it at first and I say, okay, receiver for receiver, probably similar ranges. Uh, then I look running back, similar ranges. So I'm like, okay, what are we doing here? And then I start to break into it and think more and more. Okay, so. I think the biggest part about it, though, is like one for one right now, Devontae Smith, DK Metcalf. Like, I, if you want to prefer DK, like, there's no way in the world I'm going to fight you. I, I, I think that DK is undervalued or is, by typical community consensus, he's undervalued right now. But I will say, actually, right now that in a lineup start 11 league, Mike, being attached to the Jalen Hurts offense yes. is the tiebreaker for me when I look at the format and when I look at that, and I also say like to your point, right? AJ Brown is an alpha, but I mean, man, I'm not going to say that that is a problem for Smith anymore. Cause he proved this year that it wasn't. And he still is existing as an alpha. Even then 136 targets. I mean, the dude bald and actually towards the back half of the year was earning more targets than AJ Brown. Not to say AJ Brown's going away or DK or Devante Smith's going to be this, you know, target hog for a full season, but Like, he's in the elite conversation for me in the tier of, you know, top 12. Yes. Solidified. Being attached to Hurts and that offense is what gives me the tiebreaker there. But then also I I think about this. Let's even say you want to prefer DK. Community consensus for me is the problem here. Because I think you're right. I think right now, Devontae Smith is viewed by the community and most people as better than DK Metcalf. Even if you say, "I, I prefer DK, I want to make that play worth my while. If I'm going to take the my preferred guy, I want to make sure that I'm getting something back in return here. For me in a lineup start 11 league, Mike, I like Cook better than A.J. Dillon, if I'm being honest. Like I see a scenario, I saw some runs last year, I think on that offense, I prefer him. But I will say like that difference doesn't make up the gap in what I think the community view is. So I would have probably stayed here unless I could have gotten something more than what Antel Honcho got. I guess that's the only way I could describe it. Not that mm-hmm. this side can't be good for you, like if I'm gonna take that side though, knowing what the community thinks, like I would have needed you to just kick me in something more, even if you prefer DK. That's my biggest thing.
1: This is this is hard for me to say because I'm a I'm a I'm an Eagles fan. Um, I like Smitty, and I've been like a staunch defender of, of Devontae Smith. You and I did the uh, the little short last year or or video on Devontae Smith and. You know, it was crazy to think that he actually had a good rookie year and then went down in value somehow, and he rebounded real nicely. But let's – Adam, I'm going to say this. I don't mean to sound like I hate Devontae Smith at all, Mm -hmm. but the pushback I have against him is everything went almost absolutely perfect for him last year, right? He had a nice stretch where Dallas Goddard was missing time, right? So – targets they had no third wide receiver whatsoever and they they still don't right so don't make it sound like but they didn't have a third wide receiver Quez Watkins is definitely not worth a shit um and they threw to the running backs the least amount out of any team in the league the offense was very very efficient and scored a shit ton of points which makes me happy in fantasy but I have this hard time when I when I try to do corollaries right so If I'm excited about DeAndre Swift being on the Eagles because of how efficient the offense is and the fact that maybe they will throw him the football a little bit more than what they did Miles Sanders because Swift is a much better weapon in the receiving game, and I'm also liking Dallas Goddard because I think if he stays healthy for a full year, some of the moments that he had. Now, I don't think he's an elite tight end, but he's a very good option at tight end. If I think all of those are true, I can also think that Devontae Smith is going to replicate exactly what he did last year. And and if that's the case, then I think it's coming down. Now, I'm not going to say it's going to be he's going to go to 100 targets or anything like that. But you talked about he was approaching 140. Maybe it's more like 120, right? Maybe it's more like 125 tops. and you're hoping the offense stays with that same elite efficiency that they had last year and they don't take any steps back. That's that's my only pushback against Devontae Smith. Like it feels like he reached the peak of where he should be and people still keep pushing him up just a little bit too far on where he, where he actually should be ranked. So that's it. I'm not saying he's bad or anything or dropping him down. Everything you said is 100% factual. I just – that's when I, my concerns is when I look at him, I can't have all these boxes be true because if all these boxes be true, the Eagles are going 17 and 0 and we're winning the super bowl. and going to set every record for every scoring thing on offense, humanly possible, but that's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, I get that. I would say, uh, the Dallas Goddard thing to me though, like I looked at it just to, to make sure I wasn't crazy. Uh, I, I get your point by the way, from weeks 10 to week 14, he was out of the lineup. Um, and during that time, he did actually, Devontae Smith, that is, played solid. Um, but when I look at it, he was wide receiver 55, wide receiver 56, wide receiver 28, wide receiver 20, mm-hmm. wide receiver 58, and then he did have a wide receiver 11 week. But Mike, when Goddard was back, was actually the crazy part about the way he finished where I feel really confident. 12 targets, 13 targets with Goddard playing in a full role with A.J. Brown out there. And then the thing that I actually think about, which is crazy, that people kind of, at this point, totally forget about, which is wild in the point you're making at the beginning here. Week one, the guy didn't have a catch. Right. The guy played a whole week and didn't have a single catch. Didn't do anything. I could see it being better next year. Like My only point here is that could it come down? Of course. Could it go up? I actually think it's possible, but like by a long shot, probably not. Like He played really well last year. But what I will say is in the tiebreaker of DK and Devontae, like, Seattle played really well last year with Geno Smith at the round. I don't know how much better that offense has to go, and it's not DK's fault. Like, I think DK's a great receiver still, but I don't see the scoring opportunities. I don't see the offense being as efficient. I'd much rather have Devontae Smith in an offense that even if it is a step backward, I think is a top-five offense in the NFL. That's the tiebreaker at the end of the day for me. I I don't disagree with you as far as, like, DeAndre Swift's coming over. Dallas Goddard could be healthy all year. A.J. Brown's a target hog. Like, maybe he's not as efficient, but, man, I, I – the community view i think is the biggest thing right now i know that the community views this way i want to diff i want a better plus from aj Dillon or another piece in the deal to make me say i'm going to take the dk side even if i prefer yeah. him it's just more about the community view and the process of that part is the high <laughs> issue either way with
1: the deal like these are deals that you and i don't make either because they're they're so damn lateral or so within tiers there's no leverage so if that's I'm not the problem a leverage piece and i i'm holding i would hold davante smith and aj Dillon here or if i had the dk J- james cook side i'm holding that too like nah, i'm not interested in making this deal man a running back for a running back wide
0: receiver for a wide receiver no leverage i'm good that's the good. That, that's the thing that the deal as a whole in its essence feels lateral and then the pieces i'm actually getting if i'm anthony honcho side feel like the community with dk is the primary piece right. maybe he's a little down so especially in that scenario and overall the two for two like If you want the guys in the same tier, I want a little plus. Like, if you threw a second into this deal, I'm smashing it. No questions. Or even a a guy that I could make in my lineup form somehow, right? I'm in. But just these pieces as a whole, I probably would rather not trade on either side, frankly. But uh, anyway, that's not to say it can't work out. It's just the way I view it. All right. 12-team, one quarterback. PPR. Lineup start nine, Mike. Um, (laughs) What? Mike, I mean... Talking about the uh, Seattle offense, I mean Zach Charbonnet just landed there.
1: I, what? I don't. What the
0: one quarterback thing actually is basically irrelevant here because it's no picks, it's no quarterbacks. Um, right. It means nothing. one for one. Kenneth Walker, Amon Ra. Like, I don't. Rock Steady. I, is there? How many people would actually make this trade, man? This is crazy to me. Not very many. Not very many. This is nuts. I we talked about it
1: with, with Debro, man. He loves he loves Amon Ra. He loves Amon Ra. And I thought I I thought we loved Amon Ra. He we do, just loves not loves quite
0: Amun. like Debro, right. Um
1: I like Kenneth Walker. I still do. Uh, I know it it took a massive, massive hit with Charbonnet going there. Like just a kick in the teeth. I don't think he's dead by any stretch of the imagination, but he definitely falls down into that like yeah, I don't really give a shit running backs. You know what I mean? Like He
0: becomes the uncertain range. Like, right. Like right. the talent, like the player, situation, offense. I don't know that I like it that much
1: anymore. Without Charbonnet there, is it. Is it a stretch to say he's a top five, no questions asked, dynasty running back?
0: <clears throat> no. Because this – so this year, I, eh, no questions asked maybe because you probably throw Bijan and Gibbs in there, and maybe right. you're having like five, six, seven conversation. Right. But there's no way to argue – that he's not in the mix he's, he's in, in that the elite mix territory, yes. right? Where, right where
1: i look at it for dynasty running backs you got bijan jt uh Brees hall uh gibbs is now in that conversation and then like the older ones saquon and, Barkley, and, right. and, and then that's pretty much it there's a group of a couple other older running backs that i like and i want on my teams and then pretty much once you get past that it's just i'm good man right. like if you want to be the one who wants to bet on ETN, go ahead. If you want to be the one who's going to bet on JK Walker. Dobbins or Dobbins, you know, yep. Kenneth Walker, Travis ETN, these kind of guys, like I'll let you do it. All right. You, you give me the fair value for him. You can make the bet on them and I'll sit back and I'll figure out, you know, where I can get Aaron Jones for dirt cheap or Dalvin cook or Kamara, right. whatever. <laughs> I'd rather have um, Nick
0: Chubb right now. Honestly,
1: there is no question in my mind, man. Like, I can't name a whole lot of people that would make this move straight up and the Amon Ross side absolutely smashed the piss out of this, right? But what did did I say last night when we were talking to him? I said there is a – there's still a little bit of stink in some of the community because it's like, oh, this dude was a fourth-round pick, right? He's a fourth-round wide receiver.
0: Draft capital, yep.
1: what for whatever reason, even if he's an elite guy for his first two years – People still look at it and go, oh, draft capital. <laughs> it's like, at, at what point, Adam, like, how many wide receiver one performances do you need before we stop going draft capital? <laughs> like, is there a set limit? Does he have to hit like 20? Is that what happens? <laughs> like 20 weeks of being wide receiver one? And then we're like, nah, okay.
0: Draft capital doesn't I mean, matter. <clears throat> no, I mean, the thing is, like, the draft capital to a certain point shouldn't matter anymore. Um, but he- here's the thing <clears throat> where you were starting with this, to me, that was going to be my question let's say charbonnet doesn't go there like so let's say they yes. take jsn they don't use the pick on charbonnet in the conversation you're having where he's five to seven ish range in dynasty running backs okay i could see this trade maybe going down there like yeah. i think there i could make a case for kenneth walker i think i'd still even then probably lean Amon-Ra, crazy enough mm-hmm. That's
1: not crazy too because we talked about it. I think clearly in my mind, Amin Ra's a top twenty-four, top twenty range dynasty asset. So in a startup, that means he's going in, in, in superflex.
0: For the way, by the way, right, right
1: in superflex, right. So that means he's going in the back half of a second round in a superflex drafted. Kenneth Walker, if he was in that five to seven range, right, he's in that conversation anyways. He's going to have a range of probably like third and fourth round, give or take.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I, I could see people taking him. A few spots behind like early third right. probably but he's still behind him in the conversation and right. it's a top eight guaranteed wide receiver and value currently today versus a top five to seven running back and that battle is typically won by the receivers head to head right now so and that that was that's before Charbonnet right this deal is not even that so that's why I wanted to bring this that up it's like Charbonnet. I don't, have word. I don't have any words. Jack Great Jordan job, man. Jack, man. If you if you can find deals like that, man, y'all, that is an edge that's crazy. All right. Uh, the Who's. Blitz. Mike. Rondell Moore. Dalton Kincaid. For Terry McLaurin. Tyler Higbee. 24-4. Mike, I think Dalton Kincaid, if I can get a good picture of him, might have to be the thumbnail here. Um, the crazy part here is both Dalton Kincaid trades, though, are in crazy formats. 12-team super flex. So it's a half PPR for the skill players. Lineup start ten. But the kicker is it's a full tight end premium, making it three three X per catch for a tight end than it is for a wide receiver or any other skill player.
1: How's that math math and for me? It's one tight end? So premium? basically
0: the the premium is one a full point. So it's a, a full a catch point added on. Added on. I so you. the ca- it's a, it's gotcha. one point five. Yeah. So okay. Yep. So since it's three X, Mike, now granted, you know, it's a half point to one point yeah. five but still like three x a catch it kind of changes it here for me a little bit because when i'm looking at it lineup start 10 all right so first and foremost let's just say lineup start 10 higby in a fourth for me kind of get to like dude if i'm starting higby in this ranges but my team better be stacked around him otherwise okay. like i'm in trouble the fourth is irrelevant um rondale is a roster clogger in this format especially half ppr uh it's just no thank you so now like the essence of the deal here for me, Mike, is Dalton Kincaid versus McLaurin. McLaurin, McLaurin. Yep. And I would say if this was just your traditional
1: 1.5 tight end premium start one, I could see you going either way. Um, the community is probably going to want Dalton Kincaid, right? That's the hot name. Yep. I personally would rather have Terry McLaurin. Like I like In Terry a standard McLaurin format? A yeah. Yes. Your standard tight end premium. Um, Full you know, PPR the 5, for the receiver, PBR, yeah, and, the, and the tight end gets a half-point right.
0: bump. I'm, I'd am i agree with you there. I'd rather have McLaurin.
1: I'd rather have McLaurin over Kincaid straight up. In this one, though, like because it's so close in that one, yeah, I'm taking the Kincaid part. And let me say this, too. I, I'm not a big Tyler Higby fan. Some people really do like him, and he had some moments last year and yada, 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 whatever. I'm, I'm kind of with you, just irrelevant for me, right? Just a depth piece at the tight end. That's all I really care about. The the thing that she cut me deep with was the Rondo Moore roster clogger. All right, I still believe. I still okay. believe he had moments. They got rid of D Hop and Hollywood Brown is not that good in my opinion. So Rondo Moore, man, he's he still got some value even at a start ten. All right, I, I still I, might. I, I said that's why I two. made the
0: I made the uh, the clear and utter. Well, first of all, I would I like the kid. I, I want him to do well. I still have some shares. I just couldn't move because no one cared. But. it could benefit me to him do well in a full ppr like he's probably a roster clogger that i'm gonna hold on to because i believe right half ppr for me here is like okay that's his that's gonna be his thing if he does hit is all the catches and it's like half ppr just makes it ah, i can't all my love i can't do it in a half ppr so now given for if you told me it's higby in a fourth for rondale okay i could i could do that and then when the format the way it is, I'll take Kincaid over McLaurin, uh, given it's three X and how people are just beside themselves with Dalton Kincaid hype. Uh, so I don't know. Do you, you agree or disagree on the uh, the the analysis of the trade?
1: I, I agree. I agree. I want the Rondo more Dalton Kincaid side, pretty okay. pretty handily.
0: For okay. Me. So um, in half PPR, I, I feel like I, I I need to let you get it out, man. In half PPR, you're in on Rondo more. Give me the kick. Go ahead. Still, get it out. I'm still, I'm still in on Rondell Warren. Okay, right? get it out.
1: So Tell me. Half PPR, full PPR, it doesn't matter.
0: All right, matter. fair enough.
1: You saw how much time he missed last year, right? Like, just an example. But he still meets that, that threshold of what we like to call threshold wide receivers, right? So he's not in the, the roster clogger territory at all for me. Okay. He scored, cool. he scored very similar to, like, what Adam Thielen and Drake London did, right? Just behind, like, a, a Tyler Boyd-like type. And this is just me looking at what they actually do when you put them in the lineup, right? I'm not looking at points per game. I'm not looking at sure. end-of-the-year end of scoring or anything, right? I pull up, I look at weekly finishes, how many do they have where they actually would have been beneficial to my team, and I look at it through a ball lens, but it also applies to lineup quite a bit for me as well too. And like some of the names that he's above, you know, how many times last year we're getting asked, like, would, would you start Donovan Peoples Jones, right? Like here are my options, would you start DPJ? We're like, yeah, you know, he's been playing well. Rondo Moore was better. Gave you more weeks than DPJ. Right. Yep. Gave yeah. you gave you more weeks than Brandon Cooks and Cortland Sutton and, and Alec Pierce and Romeo Dobbs and Traylon Burks. Like this is a dude also who missed almost the the entire third of the the last third of the year with an injury and still gave you those. So I'm not I'm definitely not out on Rondell Moore, and then you tell me D Hop's gone. It's like all right. Here we go. Even in half PPR, Adam, it affects all receivers equally, man. Sure, <laughs> they sure. all get penalized that that half point loss. So, doesn't really change a whole lot for me. I don't think he's a roster clog. He might be a a flex worthy start some weeks. He might even be your wide receiver three some weeks. So, uh, definitely, I would take Rondo more in half PPR over Higby in the fourth. No question about it. So that, well, that, that, that part that
0: that part's easy. I agree with you there. Um, I think. I, I like Rondell still. I'm, I Especially in best ball, I, I, I'm great with Rondell Moore. Uh, lineup, certain trophy lineups. Trophy Chase
1: is going to hate this one, but I still like Rondell Moore.
0: All right, here you go. If it, trophy Chase, there there it is. I'll just say this. like The format's everything to me here. Um, lineup start 10. You're talking either starting three receivers and the flex or you know two receivers right. and multiple flexes. Given that it's half PPR, I do know that it affects all the receivers equally because I agree with that point. But then – it makes me start looking more at the running backs that I can fill into the flex spots. It's just, for me, I'm not saying that you will never have to start him, but for me, if I've built my team where I have to start Rondell Moore, I don't love it in lineup start 10. That's the understandable.
1: That's, that's understandable. where I kind
0: of put him in that category. So, um, it's not even actually that I hate Rondell Moore. It's more that like I probably like him more than most people, but in this format, I'm just like, ah, now if it's versus Higby in a fourth, what are we doing? Like, sure. I'll take, I'll take Rondell Moore every time there. Like it's just period. All right, big trade here, Mike. Actually, a goose. Uh, we have actually a goose. I don't think he is actually a goose, but his name is actually a goose. Big deal here, Mike. His first uh, deal on the trade show. Sign up for the Patreon this week. Mike, 12-team Superflex PPR lineup start 10. All right, so mm. let's let's go through the whole deal, and then I'll try to break it down with you. So it's C.D. Lamb, Justin Fields, a 24 first uh, from the other team, Doombot. As well as a twenty-four second and another team's twenty-four second, that is being sent away um, and acquired for Lamar Jackson, Ramondre Stevenson, AJ Brown, and Jalen Reed. So, actually, a goose is receiving the CD Lamb side, um, Mike. When I look at this trade, the first thing I like to do with these, and I think we kind of are on the same page here, like Lamar and Fields. Okay, so like cancel out. For me, I'm gonna say cancel. I think the community now with Lamar having a bag probably leans him, but the, yes. to me, they should stay in the same tier. I don't know if I think for a lot of people they're gonna say there's a little plus It well, makes that, it easy, right? Even if you want to say
1: they lean Lamar, you go to the second part, CD and AJ Brown. The community is gonna lean on the other side. And go agreed.
0: So and let's say, so let's just say the so when we look at this trade, you and I, we're gonna cancel out the fields, Lamar and AJ Brown and CD side, right? Yep. Like we can cancel those two out. All right. Yep. That's. Kind of my thinking of it as well, because the problem here is now, I don't. People, some people are out there on big on Ramondre. I can't figure out left with Ramondre and Jaden Reed where the twenty four first comes from. Personally, that's my biggest problem. Wow, like I'm not paying a first for Ramondre, man. I know he's probably there in value, but I'm not right. doing that. And then the tw- and then two seconds for Jaden Reed is a win there too.
1: This is uh the long what do we call this the uh, the long strange journey that I've been on all right
0: you're back I didn't like I didn't like Ramondre
1: all right I didn't I didn't like Ramondre okay and then towards the end of last year I really started liking Ramondre right like I'm in he's doing a lot of nice things I'm in on the rhino and then Ray comes on our podcast and he's like nah you gotta sell Ramondre gotta get rid of him right I'm out on him now (laughs) damn it I just got in all right so then I'm out on Ramondre now I'm back in (laughs) I'm back in. I'm back in on Ramondre. I moved him up quite a bit in our ranks, in in my ranks when I did him. Okay. I should say our ranks, but yeah, yeah. when yeah. I did my part,
0: I got I moved you. Him up you moved him up in our ranks. Um, you did. That's cool.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Quite a bit on Ramondre. So, Ramondre for a first. Listen, I probably want to pick liquidity, right? Like, I really don't want to spend a first. And this goes for anybody who I have ranked. For. Tony Pollard's around there, J.K. Dobbins, Swift, uh, Derrick Henry. Like those kind of running backs, I really don't want to pay a first form. I really don't. I don't want to pay my first form at all. But I get it. That's probably fair value. The two second parts for Jaden Reed is is like the smash, right? I'd take one second for Jaden Reed. This guy got two. And that's what makes the top for me. The Ramondre and the first thing I understand. Um, if you you want to cancel that out by community-wise, that's fine. Maybe some people think he's worth the first and the second. I I would personally advise against that. I'm not going to send that for the running backs in that kind of range ever anymore. I'm done doing that, but uh, I I guess I could understand it. But then I I don't – the second for Jaden Reed, like, I'm good. I'll pivot off of this year's late second for a random 24 anytime I can, anytime.
0: Mm. All right, so – I mean, uh, Mike, here's the thing for me, right? Now, if you want to tell me value-wise, one-for-one, one, that even you you prefer Ramondre because he's going in the fourth of startups, like it's 412, right. but okay. in the, I think this is one of the things that I have, um, especially this last year, really uh, taken into the process that I have now. Because for those of you out there that have been following for a while, you're like, well, startup values, man. Startup values, it's Ramondre over the first, can't fight you but when I come to this lineup setting lineup start 10 see I can't do it anymore and I'm going to tell you why because all right I'm paying right now for Ramondre uh first and you could even say that's a a a win even whatever it is but I'm paying for a running back in a hoodie offense that could get injured that so many things could happen Uh, my my team's first especially this is my first I'm giving up my flexibility for a running back that I don't think is locked into smashing warp-wise. And that's the biggest thing for me about that. With a running back and a 24-first that's my own, I'm not doing that for Ramondre Stevenson. If you're telling me that I cancel out Lamar and A.J. Brown and and Fields and C.D. Lamb, that's part of the reason I say that. I can't send my 24-first for Ramondre Stevenson on this type of a build, this type of a team. Because at that point, I'm basically betting on Ramondre not just being who he is that we think he can be, um, we've seen in the past, him doing that for a full year, him helping my team get to the playoffs, staying healthy and doing it through the playoffs, I'd rather have my 24 first and probably be able to go by Ramondre later. Or like right. that 24 first probably gets a Ramondre type player. Um, and hell, you could even end up getting you know Josh Jacobs. Maybe you get a, a better Warp guy uh, like right. last year's season. But that That's the other play there for me, where I'd rather just hold the liquidity I mean, I mean, for now.
1: In reality, like how much more does a Nick Chubb or an Austin Eckler cost than a Ramondre if we're already putting it out of first, right? It ain't very much more. It ain't right. very much more.
0: That, that and that's the thing, man. And I'm looking here and so Ramondre last year, and that was a good year for him. Can we agree on that, right? Yes. Warp Fair wise, I, I have a lineup start ten league that I I'm in. Um he was uh R B twelve in this specific league And he was, like, in the 40 ranges. So it's not even a full win. Now, if you get that, that's great. You got an extra win for your team. But if he's not that in any way, shape, or form, if he gets hurt, it's just a bad process play for me. And then you already touched on. I'm not paying two seconds for Jaden Reed. I like Jaden Reed. I like him more than a single 24-second, but I'm not paying two for him. No thank you.
1: I don't know if I'm paying a single 24-second for him, to be honest. Like, he's fine. I like him, but – process on the clock you know that's a guy who goes at the 209 210 211 and somebody comes to me and goes i'll give you my twenty four second for this pick right here see
0: ya i'm start ten. i could see that too uh, especially if you're rostered appropriately it wouldn't
1: matter what the format is adam it's just good Man. process for me to do it in the second round it well, just is i just okay, Think about
0: okay. It. I, well uh, let me let me say this first if, if we're going to do this for ronda more in year three we have to you can't Give Jaden Reed the same clout? Hey, listen,
1: don't even no, don't even put them in the same clout, okay? One of them has played NFL games and actually put up NFL points and fantasy points at a decent enough clip that makes me go, I am interested in this guy.
0: He hasn't put up points yeah, at a decent he, enough clip.
1: Yes, he has. And the other one, the other one is running around right now catching passes on air defenses in gym shorts. Okay? So not the same thing. Not but, the same. Kind no, of but there's
0: there's draft capital associated with Jaden Reed. There's rookie fever. Shit. But yeah, it's the same. The process of if Jaden Reed. I, and I no, never
1: said I would pay a second for Rondo Moore either. Okay? No, but
0: oh, that's fair. But I'm saying if you if you're saying he's not a ro- like Jaden Reed's not a roster clogger. That's what I'm kind of getting at here. So I didn't for me, say he was a roster. Okay. clogger. I'm saying for no, the no, fact he ain't. I'm worth not saying a you see, did.
1: He ain't worth a second. That's no, what, what I'm, I'm saying, saying
0: to you though is he's going in the second this year. A lot of times I'll just take. The second round receiver that has rookie hype at this time of year, because I can probably send him to some other team for more. That's the reason I make that play. I'm just caveat. saying that's
1: a good process play when you're on the clock at two hundred nine, 11 to take, take a twenty four second
0: future twenty four pick.
1: Okay, random. well, Who gives uh, a shit?
0: how about how about we do this? Whether you want to take the twenty four second or Jaden Reed, fine. Like I, I'm not even going to fight either way. But two twenty four seconds is irrelevant. It's not even close. I'm not doing well, that for horrible. almost
1: <laughs> <This is> disgusting. <laughs>
0: It'd have to be a running back that fell into the second that I really believe in to send two of them. Like it'd have to be a chain or something like that to do two. Um, otherwise, yeah, I don't I'm just even not going.
1: I don't even know if you'd be comfortable pulling the trigger on two of them for the Kendrick Miller deal that we like saw mm-hmm. earlier in the show. Like that's
0: mm-hmm. like, hey, gotta, I'm
1: gonna send both of them. <laughs> probably it's probably steep.
0: It's probably steep, but maybe if you really believe in the talent, in the, the landing all spot. Right.
1: No, actually, Goose killed this one. I want his side all day of the week
0: yes uh i i think the big pr- the big piece here though is what people believe in difference from justin fields and lamar jackson because i think the the rest of the deal is a clear win for me on actually a goose and i believe in fields so that's why i want his side pretty easily here but i bet you there's people that are crazy as it sounds because lamar was was a cast off um Right. For early part of the year until he got that, that contract. So right. from like it, January, on, it's, it's just funny how things change. Like I remember Justin Fields, the first five weeks of the season, people in dynasty are panicked. I want out of Justin yes. Fields business. It's, it's funny how things can change. Cause there was a time I bet you in like January, February, you know, people would say, all right, man, just go get fields. Like it's, he's going to be yeah. the quarterback there for a little while. Lamar may not play for a whole season. The fickle, the fickle beast of dynasty, man. The fickle beast of dynasty. I, I want actually Justin. goose aside.
1: I need a Justin Fields jersey. That's what I. Realized I think you
0: do need Packers. one. Burnt orange? Or are you gonna go the blue?
1: I, you know you gotta go the burnt orange, right, baby. Good. I'm not even a Bears fan, and I actually, to be honest, I I kind of fucking hate the Bears, man. Living here where I do on the Mississippi and too many Bears fans and Packers fans, I just I despise them. But the I just feel like I'm out here like Jon Snow sometimes trying to fight the good fight for justin fields we did it last year we stuck firm uh this show we did not panic on justin fields through the first five weeks we stuck firm and we were rewarded and everybody came around on him and now it's like everybody's back off of justin fields again i don't understand this but (laughs) so whatever i'm still here justin i'm still here man anytime you want to come on the dynasty trade show you can break down your own trades uh anytime somebody trades for you i'll have you on buddy
0: there you have it uh justin fields uh Open we're a education. fan. We're a fan of Justin Fields, so um, there's there's no denying that. Um, I thought it was a interesting trade show. Couple good deals. Couple clear, um, woof like uh, exploitation, <laughs> yes. exposing yes. people out here, um, picking their pocket like uh, you know, Jason Tatum in Game Seven. But anyway, uh, Ooh, shots fired. You know, Game Seven, man, choke artist. What do you what do you want? Uh, the it's so frustrating with them. I'm not a Boston fan, but, like, you watch them. They have all this talent, and then they just – they're the most inconsistent, fraudulent team ever. Like, you'll see Tatum go for 51 in game seven. And then he has a – I'm not going to say he didn't get hurt, but all of a sudden he's, not, he's worthless because he sprained his ankle, and the team just shrinks after coming back three games. Um, anyway, that's kind of a completely off topic here. Uh, yes. <laughs> another, another good trade show in the books, um, Saturday morning. We appreciate everybody tapping in. Uh, if you could, go down, hit the like, subscribe. Um, comment, let us know how oh, you're a, bear, a hater of Boston, Mike's a Bears hater, even though he likes Justin Fields. Whatever you want to tell us, we, we love to hear it. We love the comments, we love the discourse. Mike, anything you wanted to talk about before we get out of here, buddy.
1: That's all I got, man. I'm I'm talked out. People are gonna be mad, this went way too long, but you know, this is why I get to, you know, run my own company. <laughs> get the benefit of the doubt. Do what I want. So there it is. Long ass trade show, but there was some good deals, Adam. I really appreciate. It. I appreciate all the patrons dropping them in there, especially the newer ones. You know, having the courage to put your deal on. You don't know exactly what we're gonna say. Sometimes we agree with you. Sometimes we don't. But good things to discuss. Good topics to go over, and hopefully help uh, you guys out who are watching this. You know, if you got something similar? Give you some ideas in your leagues. I know I'm gonna go uh, send some trades out for Rondo more. I'm gonna see how many Adam has. And, We'll just pry him
0: off since he's a roster clogger. He's dead. Yep. I'll, you send that 24 second, you can go your way every <laughs> oh, single no. time. We'll te- we'll send him your way every time. The other thing is, Mike, we don't play in any we don't play in any lineup start 10 leagues, all right? Every league that you and I play together is a best ball league and we there's a different conversation there's, on Ron Dillmore, so you better come correct, damn it. In best, ball, uh, right? okay, correct in best ball. All right? You better come correct at best ball, all right? I, I like Rondell more so just I hate happy PPR lineup start 10. Anyway uh, we, we appreciate everyone tapping in. We're out of this thing. We'll see you back here. Same time. Same place. Peace. Peace.